Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Our text today is from the gospel lesson just read, especially these words. Whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Along with that, we also take the words of the introit where it says, Truly God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Thus far, our text. Dear friends in Christ, God has listened. He's attended to the voice of our prayer. 485 years ago, Martin Luther preached on this very text, and he said this. In this gospel, our beloved Lord Jesus Christ earnestly exhorts us to prayer. In fact, the truth is, is that the Christian life is a life of prayer. The Christian is to pray every day, every hour, entreating their gracious Lord for his grace and mercy and care. Christian prayer holds God accountable to all the things that he's promised, forgiveness, life, and salvation especially. Prayer is the voice of faith, the words that flow out of the gifts that God has already given to his people. The believing Christian cannot help but pray because he trusts the promises of his Lord. He believes the word that God has given to him. And yet... In our world today, we don't seem to understand prayer as well as we ought. So it's appropriate for us to hear about prayer this morning. Prayer begins with God and what he teaches us. Prayer flows out of his word. He gives that word and we respond with prayer. Psalm 51 says, O Lord, open my lips then my mouth will declare your praise. The disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray, and then he did. God has given us a whole book full of prayers, a book for us to study and read and learn so that when the time comes, we know how to pray and what to pray for. The book of the Psalms. If you face trials, God teaches you to pray in Psalm 27. When evildoers assail me, though an army encamp against me, I will not fear, for the Lord will hide me in his shelter. When others gossip about you or speak about you behind your back, God teaches you to pray in Psalm 26. Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Prove me, O Lord, and try me. Test my heart and my mind. For your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I walk in your faithfulness. The Psalms teach us prayers of joy. Psalm 91, it is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High. 
in times of depression and sorrow. Psalm 130, out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, hear my prayer, hear my cry of supplication. God gives his word. And in that word, God teaches the Christian how to pray. And all of those prayers, Jesus sums up with one beautiful prayer, the Lord's Prayer, that we pray at every service and really ought to pray every day. In that prayer is everything that we ought to pray for. And so you see, it's true. Prayer is the voice of faith that flows out of God giving to us his word. We hear that word. It becomes a part of us. And in response, we pray to God, holding him accountable for his promises of forgiveness, life, and salvation. Prayer is centered in God's word as its source and norm. But in our modern world, we've forgotten that. We have it ingrained in our minds that prayer is something we do for God. We have it ingrained in our minds that prayer begins here in our hearts, not in God's word that he gives to our ears. We have it ingrained in our mind that if we pray enough or wholeheartedly, if we do it the right way, then God will respond and hear and do what we want, when we want, how we want. And behind all of this is the idea that we are God. And that God works for us as a servant, as a slave, as one who must do our bidding. We see this play out in all sorts of ways. For example, in 10 years of being a pastor, whenever I ask someone how God saves us, how he brings forgiveness to us, I always get this as a response. By our prayers. As if our action of praying does something that brings salvation to us. That unless we pray, we cannot be saved. This takes salvation off the shoulders of Jesus. And makes it a result of our actions. 
But that's not what Scripture teaches. Scripture doesn't teach that prayer saves. It teaches that we pray because we are saved. We pray because we've heard the word, received baptism, eaten from the Lord's table. And in joy, we respond with prayer. Ephesians 2, by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. God saves us before we know how or what to pray. In our world, we also like to turn prayer into a talisman against evil, rattling off words without understanding them, as if that will keep Satan away from us, as if that will solve our problems. We see that right now, don't we? If I pray hard enough, maybe I won't catch the COVID. If I pray hard enough, maybe my stock portfolio won't fall as much as others. Maybe my job will still be open. We see it in the movies. The idea that praying the power of Christ compels you over and over will keep demons away without knowing anything about the cross and Jesus and his suffering, bleeding, and dying to forgive us. There's even those churches that teach, and perhaps some of us even who believe, that if we pray the same words over and over and over again for hours and hours, we might get a deceased one in to heaven. I've even heard it said that if I pray hard enough, then God will do what I want him to do. It's usually said to me this way, this bad thing happened, Pastor, because I hadn't prayed enough to stop it. The idea that if we don't pray often enough, or if we don't really speak the words with meaning, that God won't respond. As if he again is dependent on us rather than the other way around. And people try it. People pray very sincerely that they might win the lottery, that a loved one might not die from cancer. And yet, God is not beholden to us. He doesn't have to do what we ask, especially when what we ask is outside of what he actually has promised to do, to save us from sin, to save us from death, to bring us to his eternal kingdom. God is not beholden to us, even if we're sincere. We are beholden to him. 
This false belief leads to our understanding that prayer is founded upon our earnestness and not on the words and promises of Christ our Lord. And sadly, the Christians who believe this, who pray earnestly only to receive what they have not asked for, so often they despair when their prayer is not answered. Finally, if prayer is founded upon us and our work, if it is how we save ourselves through our action, we're all kind of in a bad spot, aren't we? After all, we don't like to pray. Do we? Do you pray as much as you should? I don't. Do you pray every moment, every day? Do you always focus on what you're praying, or do you let your mind wander? Do you spend more time saying, Father God, I just want to ask you, rather than praying for what God promises. Do you know the scriptures, the Psalms, well enough to pray the way that would actually save you? No. We're sinners, after all. We're dead in our trespasses. And those who are dead cannot speak, let alone pray in the sort of way necessary to bring themselves back to life. God must act first. Prayer is the voice of faith. Prayer is what the Christian does, not to earn salvation, but because they already have been saved by Jesus, by the cross, by the shedding of his blood, by his praying the Psalms as he hung naked, bleeding and dying. By his life, death, and resurrection, he has rescued you from sin. He has brought you back to life. He has given you the voice of faith that desires to speak to God and speaks asking for the right things at the right time. He has even forgiven you your sin of misusing and misunderstanding prayer. He has forgiven your sinful desire to want prayer to be your work rather than your response. His blood has washed away your sinful desire to place prayer into the place where he truly brings forgiveness to you. His word and sacraments 
That's where you're saved. The means of grace. That's where Christ comes to you. It's the blood of Jesus that saves you. It's baptism that washes you and makes you his child. It's the Lord's Supper that feeds and sustains your faith. It's the Word of God that teaches you how to talk to God. That's why we pray. Because in Jesus we are truly forgiven. In Jesus we truly have peace and joy and comfort. And the prayers that we offer we do so as Christ teaches us in our gospel lesson for today. We pray in his name, the name of Jesus. We speak to God the Father, asking him to care for us, to provide for us, to save us, just as he has promised in the name of Jesus. We ask God to be with us in our dark trials and struggles and sin and weakness in the name of Jesus. We thank God for all the blessings he pours out upon us. Life, home, family, church, his word and gifts in the name of Jesus. We talk to God because Christ has made us alive. And our prayers, they aren't just some formulaic words that we add. In the name of Jesus, let me win the lottery. No. When we pray in the name of Jesus, we are praying that God would give us his mercy, his care, his love for the sake of the blood of Jesus Christ. We plead God's mercy upon us for the blood of Jesus Christ. We pray for the sick that Christ would care for them. We pray knowing that because Jesus bled and died to save us and has commanded us to pray that God will hear, that God will answer, that God will do what he has promised. We're Christians. We already are saved by Jesus. And so we pray, knowing he already has accomplished everything necessary for us to have eternal life. 
In that day, Jesus said, you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. Dear Christians, pray because Christ has saved you. Pray because you are a Christian. Pray and know that your prayers are the voice of faith that God has given. The voice of faith poured out by the Holy Spirit. The faith that trusts the mercy of God given to you through Jesus Christ and in his name. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. <laughs>